For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson on demand. Saskatchewan Rough Riders defensive back Luches Piravoy was involved in an incident at a local restaurant Sunday evening following his team's West semifinal win in the Canadian Football League. Luches Piravoy, like you said, he's a massive part of that defense. They need to play this one safe because this is a situation where if there's going to be blowback if he plays, it might be better off to not play him. Nobody was charged, so I fully expect he'll play. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It absolutely is. Happy Wednesday, Canada. And you're looking live inside a very special place. And we'll tell you where that is in moments. It's Canada's daytime sports talk show. And I continue to broadcast from gorgeous South Florida here on episode number 624 of Canada's daytime sports talk show. If I had my cowbell, which I don't, I would be ringing breaking news on a couple of fronts. And we're going to get to that momentarily. But let's head to the other side of this beautiful continent and bring in the lovely, talented co-host and president and owner of DuPont Media, Darren DuPont, who is in those luscious environs on the West Coast. Good morning, Moose. Wakey, wakey. How is it out there <laughs> on the morning. West Coast? Good good morning. It is it is gorgeous, actually. The rain's let up for a little bit, so it looks like the sun's going to maybe poke its head out here this afternoon. It's already 13 degrees. But yeah, it's a bit of an adjustment. I know it's noon where you are, but it's 9 a.m. here on the West Coast. So I got coffee and it's actually a morning show today. Yeah, so tell folks where you're at and what you're doing, if you don't mind, before I get to the nuts and bolts of what we're doing here today on Canada's Daytime Sports Talk Show. Yeah, so uh, we're here on the beautiful uh, Trinity Western University campus uh, in Langley, B.C. The Spartans have, have brought us out, Bearcroft, men's hockey coach, a big part of this connecting us with the university and out here for three days today tomorrow and friday uh it's going to be awesome to be on campus we're going to be able to take in some of their games and uh, throughout the course of these three days you're going to see three different sets but a whole bunch of great shots of their beautiful campus that i was walking around this morning looking forward to it glad to have you part of the show and particularly from out there coming up on the program today we'll be joined by our good friend the nhl network's Stu grimson to talk some national hockey league and also from that trinity western spartans program the men's volleyball coach ben josephson who's just been named the head coach of canada's men's volleyball team for the olympics that's coming up later on today so before we go any further would you mind please hitting the quick six show horn uh, director jordan please and thank you this is of course the warm-up brought to you by e Cole electric Come see our sales staff and in-house specialists for all your electrical needs. There's actually a couple points here that are ahead of my quick six show topics. This all came down since I put them together this morning at Brooklyn Water Bagel here in South Florida. This is from Hockey Canada. Forwards Ridley Gregg and defenseman Owen Power and Caden Gooley headline Canada's 35-player selection camp roster for the 2022 World Junior Hockey Championship. Hockey Canada will choose its 25-player roster following their camp. December 9th to the 12th in Calgary. The tournament will be held 
Uh, well, Canada opens the turning December 26th in Edmonton against the Czechs. Red Deer is the official co-host city. Uh, so where do we go? Canada will take three goalies to Edmonton to cap. So Brett Brochu of the London Knights, Dylan Guerin of the Kamloops Blazers, and Sebastian Cossa of the Edmonton Oil Kings will all represent Canada. Gooley of the Prince Albert Raiders was a member of last year's Team Canada, which lost 2-0 to the USA in the World Junior Final. Manitoba Moose center Cole Perfetti, Mum Spaghetti, who was named to this year's selection camp roster, was also on that team. Owen Power from the University of Michigan has already won World's Men's Gold with Canada in June in Riga, Latvia. He was named to the selection camp roster last year, but the Wolverines didn't release him. Ridley Gregg, whom we all know quite well of the Brandon Wheat Kings, a first-round pick of the Ottawa Senators, has 12 goals, 11 assists in 16 games this year for the Wheaties. And if I may, I think he's the best player in the league, not named Connor Bedard, which, uh, speaking of, the wonder kid, 16-year-old Connor Bedard and Kingston Frontenac forward Shane Wright were also named selection camp invites. Ottawa 67's head coach Dave Cameron will coach Team Canada. They will play a pre-tournament exhibition game December 19th against Switzerland, December 20th against Sweden, and December 22nd against Russia. So debate it will, Canada. This is the selection camp roster for what? In just over a week's time in Calgary, they're all going to get together. And all I want to talk about is Connor Bedard at 16 years of age being on the roster. That might be a great poll question, Moose. Should he be? Well, you know my answer. I thought he should have been on the team last year, especially when they needed some goal scoring in the gold medal final. So. I'm all excited about this roster. How about you? I'm excited about it, too. And we heard, you know, TSN talking about it last night, that it doesn't look like any of the NHL players will come back. That includes Cole Sillinger. That includes Seth Jarvis. So it doesn't look like they'll be released, although there's time for that still to happen. They're not expecting any of those guys to come back. So this is, this is the roster. These are the guys who are going to go to camp and make up this group. So... It is. It's it's a good group, I think. Cole Perfetti is going to lead that way. Ridley Gregg should have a significant role. Caden Gooley. Um, and then the Connor Bedard-Shane Wright. Obviously, that, that's the youth movement and the future. I, I think it's great. I really do. As you, There's the roster. I think it's awesome. I think Bedard getting an opportunity. I think it was going to happen to camp. Will he have a spot on this roster? I don't know if he'll be one of the 12 or 13 forwards. But he's got a really good shot to make it. And I think he deserves to at least be on this camp roster and uh, and be there skating with Team Canada. There's the list. Thank you, Producer Clark, for putting it up. And we'll be debating that as the program goes along today. That's the breaking news today. Canada's World Junior Invite list announced, and it includes Connor Bedard and Shane Wright. Anyway, and another breaking news this morning. This one came from the Canadian Football League. One player from each CFL team has been nominated for the 2021 Jake Goddard Veterans Award, which annually recognizes a CFL player, a Canadian one, who demonstrates the attributes of Canada's veterans. Strength, perseverance, courage, comradeship, and contribution to Canadian communities. And they are from the BC Lions, David Mackey, from the Edmonton Elks, Matt O'Donnell, from the Calgary Stampeders, Rennie Paradis, from the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, kicker Brett Lowther. From Winnipeg, Jake Thomas. From Hamilton, Chris Van Zyl. From the Argos, Chris, uh, Jamal Campbell. From the Ottawa Redblacks, Nigel Romick. And from the Montreal Alouettes, Christophe Normand. So congratulations to all of them. It's kind of sad that they all can't win. This is you just I just read the criteria of the award. Obviously, I'm pulling for our guy, Brett Lother. But they're all winners. They're all champions. And kudos 
for the work they've done in their communities and as human beings. So that's the breaking news from our leagues, Hockey Canada and the Canadian Football League today. Anyways, on to the quick six show topics, which I had here in the warm-up for E. Cold Electric. Do-do-do. Sam Reinhart scored the winning power play goal with 14.4 seconds to go, capping a furious comeback for the Florida Panthers to beat the Washington Capitals 5-4 Tuesday night. Trailing 4-1, the Panthers scored four goals on a season-high 26 shots in the third period alone to snap a two-game slide. The last time a team pulled off a comeback like this, ironically, was the Capitals, January 18th, 2020. They trailed the Islanders 4-1, entering the third, and went on to win by a score of 6-4. to So, Darren, all the way out there on the West Coast, and you were traveling all day, did the ramifications of this arena 20-some miles down the road from where I'm right now, did you feel it shaking? Because it was shaking wow. last night in the third period when uh, Sam Reinhardt scored the winning goal. It was a game of the year in the National Hockey League. I'm so happy I was there. People were talking about it. You know, I, I heard people talking about it, and then it was all over Sports Center. So as I was watching in my hotel room, getting caught up on what I missed throughout the day, it was big. And, you know, that was a, it was a big step for the Florida Panthers, who are a good hockey team. They won the 11 in a row at home to tie the record to start the year. All those things are wonderful. But you have to overcome adversity and check off boxes throughout the year. This is one of them. Being down to a good team that's a playoff team, that's likely a Stanley Cup contending team in Washington, and to be able to do what they did, that shows you that the Florida Panthers are real, that they can actually overcome some adversity. So now, you know, what other steps do they need to take to be ready to take a run in the spring? But yeah, this was a, this was a bit of a statement game for the Florida Panthers. Well, stay tuned because my NHL top five, bottom five are coming up. But elsewhere, Kevin Shattenkirk and Trevor Zegras scored in the shootout. And Anaheim blew a three-goal lead in the third period before rallying to beat the LA Kings 5-4 in the first freeway face-off of the season. Ryan O'Reilly scored the lone goal in a shootout. And goalie Jordan Bennington rebounded from a rough start to lift St. Louis over Tampa Bay 4-3. Rupe Hintz scored his first career hattie on an empty netter. And Dallas beat Carolina 4-1 for its fifth straight win. Mark Stahl's first goal of the season was the tiebreaker with just over eight minutes to go, leading Detroit over Boston 2-1. Jordan Greenway had a goal and two assists. Kirill Kaprizov and Kapo Kakinen made... Uh, oh, Kaprizov scored and Kapo Kakinen made 29 saves as Minnesota beat Arizona 5-2. Sharks leading scorer Timo Meyer scored twice. James Reimer made 32 saves. And the Sharks... Defeated New Jersey 5-2. And lastly, in Music City, Philip Forsberg scored four goals. And Juicy Soros made 27 saves for his first shutout of the season. Nashville blank Columbus 6-0. That's what happened Tuesday night in the National Hockey League. And it all sets up. It all sets up. The top five, bottom five in the National Hockey League for this opening week of December. Are you ready to go, Moose? Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Let's see it. Let's go. By virtue of the Panthers' comeback win last night. It was billed as the game that would determine NHL supremacy. Billed by me. And Florida won it. They came back and they beat the Washington Capitals 5-4. Therefore, the Florida Panthers and their 33 points, they're the number one team in the National Hockey League. The Florida Panthers, as we sit here today. And because Washington lost it by a goal, they're number two. Number three, the Calgary Flames. You say, the Flames? Yeah, you heard me. They are plus 29 
in the goal differential. They're the number one team in the Western Conference. We can't forget about the West. The Calgary Flames are the number three team in the National Hockey League. Number four, the Toronto Maple Leafs. You can't ignore their 33 points, which has them tied atop the league overall with these Florida Panthers. And number five, the Minnesota Wild, a team that has won four in a row. We got to give the Central Division some love. So feel free to agree or disagree, but those are my top five in the National Hockey League. Let's flip the script now and go to the bottom five in the NHL. Number 28, the New York Islanders. I know it hurts. It hurts me to say it, but your record is what you are. Your stats are what you are. They're minus 20 in goal differential, and they continue to struggle even though they're finally back home. Number 29, the Ottawa Senators. I know they're ravaged by COVID. I know they're not playing, and that has limited their point total. But they were still bad. They were still last place in the Atlantic Division going into this. And at minus 27, they're struggling to defend and they're struggling to score. Number 30, the Vancouver Canucks. I would have had them lower, but for their win over the Montreal Canadiens earlier on this week. Do they still have a coach and GM as of today, Vancouver? Number 31 is the Montreal Canadiens who just can't get out of their own way. And even with the GM firing, they, did, they, they couldn't find the Gusco to beat the Vancouver Canucks the other night. And number 32 continues to be the woeful Arizona Coyotes. And I don't want to run them over on the highway any more than I have or kick them while they're down. They're the 32nd team in the NHL. There you go with the top five, bottom five. But Moose, if you've noticed, who's not in the bottom five are the Seattle Kraken, who last week yeah. beat the Florida Panthers, Washington Capitals, and Carolina Hurricanes. Break up the Seattle Kraken, man. They're a far better team than I thought. And having the opportunity to watch them live here in Sunrise only underscored that. But uh, your, your Leafs have made the top five, so you should be pretty happy with this list, I would think. I'm really happy with it. No, I think that's good. I think you can't ignore that. You're right. The points are there. They've gotten things sorted out after a tough start. But the Kraken, man, Florida, Washington, and Carolina, what other team in the NHL is going to do that and knock off all three of those teams? I don't know who's going to be able to do it. So uh, that's a pretty impressive feat for an expansion group. And Seattle's earned their way out of the bottom five. So that's great. Congratulations. The warm-up is brought to you by E. Cole Electric. Come see our sales staff and in-house specialists for all your electrical needs. We've got NFL talk coming up, Vanier Cup, and U Sports talk, of course. If you've just joined us and you're wondering where Moose is, he is at Trinity Western college in beautiful Langley, British Columbia. He's going to be spending three days there. And by the end of the week, we're all going to know everything there is to know about Spartan sports. We have a new sponsor that we're welcoming today. Ding-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling. -a -ling -a -ling. Tough Tribe for Men. Tough Tribe for Men was designed to meet the unique demands of clean professional grooming. The warm scent of a gentleman's shampoo. Teams up with an invigorating, cool peppermint conditioner. Top that off with a little beard and hair pomade to start your day feeling fresh and confident. Available today at toughtribeformen.com. That's with the number four. toughtribeformen.com and Amazon Canada. Tough Tribe for Men kickoff getaway starts today till Friday. Text Tough Tribe to our number 902-518-3033. And you're entered to win a gift box of products valued at $150. It's that simple. We'll notify the winner on Friday. Tough tribe for men. Welcome to Canada's daytime sports talk show. Hey, Moose, I just said 
CFL Division Finals, Vanier Cup, U Sports, NFL Notes. That's a lot of football coming up. We got two minutes left here in the warm-up, yep. which is a very popular downloadable segment on iTunes, as I know, every day. Just your take on what's happening with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders and the Luchez Purifoy situation. Uh, has it reverberated out there to the West? Because my phone's going off here today with members of teams that employed Luchez Purifoy before he ever showed up in Saskatchewan. Sounds like the story isn't going away. How do you expect this would affect the Rough Riders going into Sunday's West final? It's a distraction for sure. And it'll be up to Craig um, Dickinson to determine, okay, how much are we going to let this affect what we do? You know, um, if Luch is around, if he's practicing, if he's going to play, if there's no internal discipline in terms of being on that roster or not, then, then you're taking your chance, right? You're taking your chance that, you know, the media is going to be there and they're going to be wanting to talk about that all week. And it's going to be a distraction with your group. But if you can find a way, whether he's part of the group or not, if he's in there to keep focused on football, that'll be the hardest task is, you know, trying to keep this out of everybody's minds and keep it steered at football. But, but it's hard because it is the big story. You know, people are wondering, we've seen it on our social media and we've seen it on three down social media. You know, people want to talk about it and they want to talk about, yeah. you know, is it an issue? They're bringing up past incidents. They're bringing up other teams and, you know, it's, it's become kind of toxic. So if you can keep this from being a distraction, great. But there's a threat that this could be a real big distraction as the team prepares for a pretty big football game. So we're kind of scratching the surface on uh, all of these topics. And when we come back, we will start into the Taco Time viewer takeover. Thoughts on Connor Bedard being named to Canada's World Junior Tryout Camp list uh, next week. More of this CFL talk and, of course, this big contest, Tough Tribe for Men. We'll be right back. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network. YouTube Live and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. All right, look at this guy. Look at that guy. I have no idea how he's operating the camera and sitting on the couch at the same time. Moose, very talented. I know, right? It's when you got a crew, it's uh, it's pretty smooth. A lot of help around here. Is somebody monitoring the text line? Because it has just gone bonkers with tough tribe texts, as you can well imagine. Awesome. They want that one hundred fifty. Yeah, they want that one hundred fifty dollar gift. Package from Tough Tribe for Men, one of our newest sponsors. Thank you, Tough Tribe, for jumping on board. Uh, by the way, to that text line, you can always write us at 902-518-3033. Jim Vancha writes us from Delisle, and he says, I made a pledge at the beginning of November. If Dupes kept his mustache for November, I would donate to a charity. Which charity would he like me to send the $50? Signed, Jim Vancha. Do you have a favorite charity, Moose? Ooh, I I have a few. Um, off the top of my head, you know what? Just because you know people close to me were affected. Um, if you could, if you want to send your fifty dollar donation to a charity um, that helps deal with ALS, that'll be the one I pick today. 
So that would really help a lot. There you go. Thank you, Jim, for doing that. And thank you, Moose, for keeping the muzzy. Well, yeah. I see a lot of people are I see a lot of people are very upset about the Team Canada list for the World Juniors, the invite camp in Calgary. And I for instance, Dan, the Jets fan writing from Winnipeg, he says, I'm surprised that only Carson Lampos was selected from the ice. The veteran forward, Cole Perfetti, will again make the team again. Go, Canada, go. From Jordan Ewart watching on YouTube, it's almost embarrassing. No Savoy, no Clark, no Othman. My cousin, Christine, in Medicine Hat watching says, have a little faith in those choosing our team. So uh, Jordan goes on to say, I'm Bedard's biggest fan. Bought season tickets just to see him play. But someone has to tell me how he makes this list over Savoy today. Well, I don't think we're going based off statistics. I don't think. Uh, Jennifer from the Four Seasons. Jen's watching. She says, good morning, everyone. Congrats to Connor for the invite to the juniors. So that is why we label it Canada's daytime sports talk show. Because you knew that the World Junior camp invite list would get people hot and bothered. and. Now you're following the dub pretty closely. Clark had some thoughts here on uh, no Savoys. Nobody named Savoy being in, invited to the Team Canada list. Connor Bedard was in the under-18 camp in August, but not the under-20 camp. I've gone on record as saying I, I still believe Connor should have played last year at 15. And everybody thought that I was all wet, and that's fine. I'm used to it. But I'm, I don't have a problem with this list. But you knew, Darren, that somebody would. You knew somebody would. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, when a, when a top player from your team doesn't get picked, that's an issue. And I, and I understand the Winnipeg thing because they're the best team in the country. So you want to have a little bit more representation, no doubt. But, you know, the roster top to bottom is going to be good for Canada. You know, we're going to have one of the coaches from that Team Canada group on our show this week. So we'll be able to ask him directly what went into these players, why certain people weren't left off, were left off the roster. So that will be really, really great to be able to have that type of coverage. But um, yeah, we'll dissect this roster. Look at if they win gold, it'll be the best roster assembled. They made it the right choices. If they don't win gold, then we're going to look to all the mistakes that they made when choosing the roster. So we won't really know until the dust settles in early January. Pinks. Oh, when they hand out the medals, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> well, we've, of course. Isn't that always the way? Um, Pinks writes in one of our P1s says it's literally the Bermuda Triangle today with Rod in the east, Darren in the west, and Regina at the top. What's it at the top of? Um, Eric Thomas watching on YouTube says have a fun time here in Langley today, Darren. That's where Darren is, by the way, at the Thank campus you. of Trinity Western College, home of the Spartans. That's where one of Wally Buono's daughters went to school. I think Christy might yeah, have, well, you have no played for this. Yeah, go ahead. You, couldn't, you wouldn't believe the messages that I'm getting from people all over the West Coast that are welcoming me to the West Coast and people who are said, you're out here. I hope to see you at this game. I hope to see you at that game. I hope to run into you here, there. People I've run into in Saskatchewan, all over the place. So um, it's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. And I'm looking forward to, uh, to being here for the rest of the week. By the way, Stu Grimson coming up in hour one. Ben Josephson from Trinity Western coming up in hour two. 
named to Canada's men's volleyball squad for the Olympics as the head coach. So he's going to be leaving Trinity Western here before too, too long. Um, Dan, the Jets fan from Winnipeg writes in regarding the world junior roster. He says, Dave Cameron, the head coach, had a good analogy for picking the players. It's like a bag of golf clubs. You have some drivers and some putters. Yeah, and I'll take it one step further. You got some irons in there. You probably have a ball retriever in there. You probably have a head cover that's a furry animal-looking thing. Like, it's everything. And because of my years working, yeah, because of my years working in junior hockey, 17 years, everybody just assumes that you take the 20 best players in the country. And that's not the case. Everybody just assumes the NFL picks the best players out of the CFL and signs them in the offseason. That's not the case. They're looking for different kinds of players. And for years and years and years, Hockey Canada always had, which I'm sure you've heard this, Darren, a, what did they call it? A ghost depth chart or a ghost list, I believe is what they called it. Right. And they want this type of player to fit the third line left wing spot. And they want this type of player to fill the third defensive pair right D spot. This type of player. And they plug in all these holes. That's the way they were doing it 20 years ago. And I think that's the way they're still doing it. And Connor Bedard and Shane Wright go in terms of their name. Like Connor Bedard struggling statistically if he is struggling that didn't matter to hockey canada and we we we, we knew right. this we said this yeah. a few weeks ago hockey canada can see how good the kid is it's not about it's not about numbers but there's my diatribe on how hockey canada is not going to take the 20 best players in the country they just don't do that why do we get sucked into this every year at this time well they have to come together as a team and they need to all play a role and you're right you know, we need to have defensemen. I say we because we're Canadian. You know, we need to have two big defensemen who can log a ton of minutes. Now, it doesn't mean that it's going to be the most skilled player. It's going to be the hardest shooting player. But they need to log a ton of really tough defensive zone minutes. So you get two guys that can do that. But then you might need a really high-end skilled guy who can play on the power play and do these other things that those two guys who are going to log all your minutes maybe can't do. You need guys on a third or fourth line that can provide some energy. Maybe not the most finesse or we're going to put a bunch of pucks in that, but can bring you some energy. And guess what? From every coach, Barrett will tell you this, from Barrett to Mike Babcock to Todd Johnston around the Canada West in hockey, they all have different philosophies on what they want that roster to look like. So Dave Cameron has his idea of what he wants Team Canada to look like. And that's why he's assembling the players he's assembling. Just like you mentioned with the golf clubs, you know, some golfers want to have more wedges because they play the short game. Other guys just want to hit it far. So, you know, this is Dave Cameron's team and he's got to choose the players to fit the team he wants to coach. Right. And the pressure. Ooh, doggy. Yeah. The pressure of coaching Canada's world junior team is immense. I'd like to talk to Dave Cameron about that. Yeah. By the way, I see they stamped my take on Canada's roster with a Bronco plumbing, heating, and cooling stamp. Call us today and book your duct cleaning at Bronco Plumbing and Heating. We have another, we, there you go. We have another new sponsor that we're talking about today. Can you hit a sound effect? Anything, Clark, like a Yahoo. 
Let's Approved. go. Whatever. Approved. Let's go. It is. It's work safe Saskatchewan. Not every slip, trip, or fall at work is going to leave you with a lasting injury, but it only takes one. Slips, trips, and falls can have a lasting impact. Take safer steps with WorkSafeSask.ca. Canada's daytime sports talk show continues. Stu Grimson coming up. Our poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is this. It's a simple one. It's low-hanging fruit. It is, which is Canada's game of the week in the Canadian Football League? That's the question. Which is Canada's game of the week? You vote. You gorgeous viewers on just two games. The East Division Final, Hamilton Tiger Cats at Toronto Argonauts, or the West Division Final, Saskatchewan Rough Riders at Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And last I looked, over 76% of you voting for the West Division Final. And maybe we should spend some time on that, Darren, and the time we have left. I saw the news conferences out of Winnipeg yesterday. Mike O'Shea, the head coach of uh, Winnipeg, talking about the fact that there's going to be 30,000-plus on hand at IG Field. He said, great for the CFL, great for this rivalry. Great for the Bombers. Good old-fashioned grudge match type game here on Sunday. Riders and Bombers. And uh, we're working our ways to it. It's only Wednesday, man. I remember I these weeks. It seems like so far away, doesn't it, before they take to the field, the frozen tundra? It just does. It feels like, you know, Sunday. Geez, it's, it's only geez, the week just started. I mean, we're already Wednesday, but. Um, you're right. They're full into their prep is going to be a wonderful weekend of football. And that game is going to be hopefully another chapter in this storied rivalry, Saskatchewan, Winnipeg, and it can continue to evolve now that they're meeting in meaningful games, playoff games. They're battling for supremacy in the West. They're battling for supremacy in the CFL. And based on all the, the conversation throughout the media across the country, which has been mostly about attendance and then the Luchez Purifoy stuff. We're talking about a, a passing of the torch, a changing of the guard in terms of flagship franchises in the Canadian Football League. Is it Winnipeg now? Can they officially lay their claim to being the CFL's flagship franchise? Another win over Saskatchewan and getting to another Grey Cup will go another step further to putting their place and their mark on the Canadian Football League. So this is wild. This is really, really good. We uh, were talking with our friends at BetRegal.net yesterday. If you go to BetRegal.net and you can play the sports book for free, that's what I do. They already have odds up, not only for this weekend's games and point spreads, but combinations of all four remaining teams for the Grey Cup. You can go drop a bet right now. For instance, if it's Saskatchewan-Toronto in the Grey Cup or Winnipeg-Toronto yep. or what have you, they've really been putting their thinking caps on. And before we bring in the Grim Reaper, I want to ask you about the Vanier Cup because I don't know about you, but my social media is slamming. We'll talk about the Saskatchewan Huskies and the Western Mustangs coming up this weekend. And is Sportsnet's got it? I believe Sportsnet's got the broadcast on Saturday, 1 p.m. Eastern. Man, I got to check. Man, people have come alive. Yeah. I'll check and we'll we'll get that confirmed. It, it might actually be CBC that has the rights to that game, but I mean they're they're fired up. You know this is East versus West. This is you know tough two tough teams, two top teams in the country perennially 
this is Greg Marshall. This is Scott Flory. This is Western. This is Saskatchewan. It's going to be great. Saskatchewan is big, prairie, tough. But Western, they have this aerial attack. They can run the football. They do a lot of things well. And they just put up points in bunches. Now, people will say they've played against weaker you know, uh, opposition in the OUA. And going through the AUS in the playoffs was weaker. Saskatchewan plays in the toughest conference in university football, which is the Canada West. It is going to be great. Um, the Huskies have been slow starters. Typically, they've been more of a second-half team. They'll need to have a better start. Can Adam Mackard have another big game? It's going to be so much fun as we get closer to Saturday. By the way, shame on me. Nelson Hakowicz, our VPSM events, has clarified CBC has the game 1 p.m. And I did discern that this morning, and I forgot. That's what happens, the hazard of having games on all these different networks. But it happens in America, too. CBC, 1 p.m., the Vanier Cup. I guess hear Mark Lee's voice echoing in my ears when I say that. Dupes, we'll see you back here in hour two from Trinity Western. What do you say? Sounds good. Grim Reaper coming up. You're watching the RP Show, Canada's daytime sports talk show on the Game Plus television network across all 10 provinces and 31 states, including the beautiful state of Florida, where we're carried on TDS cable on the Game Plus channel. Live streaming on YouTube and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. The RP Show broadcasting live on location. That is Kennedy Western College in Langley, British Columbia, where Darren Dupont joins us from today. I'm here in South Florida, where last night I was treated to the game of the year in the National Hockey League. The Florida Panthers coming back and beating the Washington Capitals 5-4. What a game at FLA Live Arena. And joining us to talk a little National Hockey League is our good friend Stu Grimson. 729 games in the NHL, Grimmer. I would run down all the teams, but it's only a two-hour show. How you doing, my man? I just ran out of time, Rod, my friend. I, I almost got to them all. I almost got to them all. It's a difficult, it's a challenging thing when everybody wants you. Like, the word is out. Everybody <laughs> wants you. Oh, of course, man. Flames, Blackhawks, Mighty Ducks, Red Wings, Whalers, Hurricanes. Kings and Preds. By the way, Grimmer, just on a topical nature, Canada's World Junior invite list was announced this morning. Uh, I don't know how many players, close to 30 players invited. And, and all of a sudden, the, the country's outraged for the players that were picked, not picked. Do you miss that living in Nashville, by the way, that insatiable drama around the World Juniors that happens in Canada every year? Yeah, I, I really do. It's, uh, you know, it's one of the most interesting tournaments the competition is always really fierce. And just the ability to get a, uh, a glimpse of these, these young prospects who are, you know, obviously at the amateur level have already established that they are elite status. Um, but it's just such a great opportunity to get a glimpse of these guys and see them on, on the world stage. Uh, at, at a moment, you know, just before they kind of break into the NHL ranks and see, uh, you know, you're always evaluating the question 
uh, how, how does it transfer? Does it transfer to the pro level? So, so get, getting to see them on the world stage like that is, is always a real kick. I've really enjoyed that tournament for that reason. It's given us some great, great hockey over the years. Oh, for sure. And USA is the reigning champions, and that's where names like Cole Caulfield and Trevor Zekers became household names with what they did last year uh, in Edmonton. Grimmer, because you're in Nashville, I want to ask you about the Predators. Third place in the Central. I thought when Pecorino announced his retirement that they would take up, and that has not happened. Um, let's just talk about the Preds. Are they outperforming what you thought, or are they right where you thought they'd be? You know, the, the question for me has always been, uh, and I think, you, let me back up a step. UC Saros has, has really, to me, answered the question, you know, can he hold down the number one job and turn in really solid, really serviceable minutes consistently? He's answered that question in the affirmative. I think, you know, you're, you're, you've witnessed the successful transition from Rene to Saros. And I really do think you've got uh, a guy who's really got his game buttoned down. So that has been a key question for me. Uh, looking beyond that, uh, Rod, the the ability for guys like Johansson and Shane to kind of take uh, the the you know the, the the game by the reins and and get back to a level that they've established at earlier points in their career, I, I think you're seeing that you know. Probably still a small sample size, but those guys appear to be really engaged. And two, a number of other, you know, unlikely, uh, you know, contributions have come from the likes of, uh, say, a Granlund, uh, a Tolvanen, a Jakob Trenin, for example. Colton Sissons provides important minutes from a lower spot on the roster. So, you know, they have been a, a pleasant surprise. I, I, this, to me, would have been a team that I didn't pick to make the playoffs. Uh, prior to the season starting. Having said that, they are, yes, they're nicely positioned, uh, but you know, the, the things that I find really precarious, and I don't know when we've seen this in the past, but despite the fact that the Preds appear to have a, a spot buttoned down, remember, Colorado is underperforming to this point. I think Winnipeg is capable of central, sorry, of better hockey. And these are two teams lurking beneath the Preds in the central division standing. Of Vegas, if it becomes a race for a wild card spot, I really believe Vegas, once they get completely healthy, once they integrate um, uh, uh, Jack Eichel back into the mix, I think you know Vegas is going to be a club that's obviously competing for a top eight spot in the West as well. So you know, cautiously optimistic about the Preds, but again, they've they've got to keep up probably a 600 hockey. Uh, uh, clip or better to kind of button down a spot this year, just the way things are shaking out so far. Interesting you say that, Grimmer, about the Golden Knights. Last I looked, I don't think they're in the top four in the Pacific, but I'm with you. I think they'll get it figured out. And can you imagine once Jack Eichel shows up? But I had Colorado number one in the Central, followed by Winnipeg, and Colorado yeah. has woefully underperformed. You're right. But, you know, I just want to add, off the board with one, how about just the parody in the National Hockey League? Seattle's first win was in Nashville's building. That was their first franchise win. Mm -hmm. And the Kraken went through it last week. They beat Florida, Washington, and Carolina in a week straight. The Seattle Kraken with their four Saskatchewan yeah. players. Bravo. How do you feel yeah. about parody on a given night? It's like you never really know who's going to win in the NHL, and that's what you want. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's exactly what you want. And, and I'll tell you, like, I get a great sense that, um, you know, I, I do about 80 days a year for the NHL network. We produce it out of Secaucus, New Jersey. Part of the show, 
um, we we dedicate to our shootout picks. <laughs> I absolutely hate it, Rod, because it makes me look like I don't know a thing about the game. But we pick, you know, winners uh, for each uh, each game and the slate of games coming in the night. And honestly, like if you can if you can serve, if you can kind of tread water at five fifty. Uh, you know, I don't know that there's been a year in the recent past when I've been 600 winning percentage or better uh, picking these games night after night. But honestly, you could pick a slate of games and take the winners across the board and still be under 500 on, on any night. That's just how difficult it is to predict a winner in the NHL today. And it's great. It's fabulous. Without question, you'll love to be part of a league where anybody can beat anybody, including, you know, an upstart like, uh, I shouldn't say upstart, an expansion franchise like the Kraken are they you know are we seeing them play to a form where they're going to take down one of the top eight spots in the west the Pacific has been far far stronger than anybody any of the pundits gave it credit for this year so I think it's a tough road to hope if you're Seattle but uh, again I, I think they're playing closer to form now than we saw through the first day dozen games of the season Absolutely. And uh, talk to Jordan Eberle after they were through here in Sunrise on the weekend. He's loving Seattle. He just said, we need more wins, but they're getting them. They went into Buffalo and won the other night. Grimmer, some fun stuff, by the way. And I should mention, in Canada, we don't get the NHL Network. It's one of life's biggest mysteries. But down here in South Florida, I'm watching you in the press, in the media room before all the Panthers games. They've got it there, and it's amazing. But with the brawl the other night with LeBron James and Isaiah Stewart, the Lakers and the Pacers, I don't know if you saw, how could you not have seen the highlights on that living in the America? The way Isaiah Stewart went off, it reminded me of you in that video that I saw that night in Esteban with you and Reed Simpson. Remember, just when they thought they got him calmed down, he would rip himself away from the officials and go off again. Man, Grimmer, more people need to see that video of you. Do you know the one that I'm talking about or did you do that more often than it's too hard to pin down one specific incident? No, I, it, it was one of the, I'm not going to say I, there weren't a lot of times I lost my, you know, the wires touched and I lost my cool uh, playing at just about every level, amateur, pro, you know, the, the whole gamut. But, you know, I, I honestly, I was reminded of that very thing when I saw Stewart and LeBron going at it. Um, it takes me back to a time when, and, and people, you know, folks don't fully appreciate this whether it's basketball or football, certainly hockey, you know, as athletes, to be your best, you need to be right there on the edge. The adrenaline needs to be charging, you know, especially in a contact sport like like hockey, like the NHL. Um, and, and, you know, the regrettable thing is from time to time, no matter who you are or the way you play, you can cross the line and do something that's kind of out of character. That's what I saw Stewart doing, but it took me back to that. I think it's uh, it's labeled as Grimson goes crazy on YouTube, and it's probably got a million views by now. But that's exactly what was happening back all the you know all those years ago. That goes back to the early '90s in the old Chicago Stadium. Back then, <clears throat> it didn't involve me directly. I was coming to the aid of uh, a couple other players on my Blackhawks squad back then. But yeah, it it, it takes me back to those days. It was uh, it was kind of hysterical that night. Great minds think alike. Uh, I was watching that highlight the other night. I'm like, that reminds me of Grimmer and that tape that I saw in Chicago <laughs> Stadium. Anyways, <laughs> hey, always a good time. Wish we had more time. But Grimmer, thanks for the update. Let's do it again soon. Happy holidays. My pleasure. Happy holidays to you, my friend. Always good to be with you.
Thank you, buddy. The great Stu Grimson checking in from Music City. Taco Time viewer takeover is next on a sports update, too. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Western College in Langley, B.C. is one half of where the show's originating from today. Originating from the Moose will be joining us from there when we crack the lid on hour two. It is Taco Time viewer takeover, but I do want to mention some uh, sports items in the form of a sports bag. Running back Adam Mackert and defensive lineman Wiley Pickett are the Canada West Football Players of the Week after leading the Saskatchewan Huskies to a win in the UTEC Bowl on Saturday. Huskies knocked off the Montreal Carabin 14-10 in the national semifinal in Montreal to book their tickets to the Vanier Cup against the Western Mustangs in Quebec City on Saturday. CBC has the game nationally this Saturday afternoon. LA Kings forward Brendan Lemieux has been suspended for five games after biting Ottawa's Brady Kachuk on the weekend. The bite happened late in the third period of the Kings' 4-2 win at Staples Center. And the Raptors continue to struggle in Tirana. Jaron Jackson Jr. scored 25 points to lead the Memphis Grizzlies to the uh, to a 98-91 win over the Raps Tuesday night. Spicy P had 20 points for the Raptors, who are now two and eight at home. The sports update for Ballers Rec Room. Check out our brand new line of games. Book your group Christmas party now. Ballers Rec Room, and for the Tab Brew House and Drive Through Liquor Store, and for Red Bull Canada. Red Bull gives you wings. Last minute of play. Last minute of play in hour one. Taco time viewer takeover. I got to be honest. We're now midway through the week. It's hump day. And I don't think any of us have seen a viewer comment that has knocked our socks off. Nope. People got to pick it up. If you want to be in contention for the $50 gift card to Taco Time, which we'll be awarding on Friday. Ray, writing us from Scarborough, Ontario, on the 902 text line regarding those World Junior uh, camp invites. He says, I have no problem with the World Junior roster. There are a lot to pick from in Canada. We are fortunate. You'll never please everyone. Canada will be fine. Go, Canada, go. We'll talk about all these things coming up in hour two when the Moose rejoins us from Langley right after this break on Game Park. For more Rod Peterson On Demand, visit rodpeterson.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.